millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shut up, Zappy. Shush. Right. Crunching finished. Welcome back to, to the box set pod. Matthew Wanless has finished <laughs> chewing his breadsticks, and it's time to start another year of podcasts. Uh, my name's Howell, this is Jamie, and Hello. this is Matthew Wanless, now well, pretty much securely in a trio with us uh, talking about TV. Uh, how are you, That's Matthew? That's right. I, yeah, good, thank you. Very, very, very good. I've got a very um, loud cat. Loud cat is chewing breadsticks. It's we're expecting, and she's a lot got opinions. And also, um, is this the laziest start to the new year of any podcast? Is there an award? I think probably January the twenty sixth is pretty good going. Oh, not well too done. shabby. Not well too done, shabby. All of us. Well done. Um, so the Walking Dead's on a hiatus uh, in its uh, mid-season break, and it's, it means that we can turn to other box sets and chat about them and uh, this is perhaps a little overdue although with the number of series that Netflix are releasing seemingly by the week at the moment wow. it's possible you haven't wow. picked it up yet um, Punisher is our subject <clears throat> for this evening uh, before we begin what else are you two um, currently chewing up on the Netflix due to this uh, deluge of, of material that's coming out Jamie what you want I've got a couple of uh, a couple of corkers that I'd like to mention first of all Dark you heard oh, of Dark? No. German, no. German time-traveling murder mystery. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's on Netflix, and it's definitely... It's a, it's a mind-bender. takes about three episodes to get in, which, you know, fits within the remit of the rules. But once you get into it, oh, my word, it's a complex binger. Uh, also, Godless, the Western starring Jeff Daniels. Ah, um, yes. That's um. really good. Just in the middle of that at the moment. And it's only seven episodes, but they're all quite long, but really good, chunky western. It's, it's a good time of year to watch a western as well because the weather's so crapola. It's kind of nice to just get away to the, the you know, horses. The desert. Yeah. yeah. Well, we must get that one on the list then because I watched about 10 minutes of that and stopped, but my parents and lots of people saying crack on. I'm mainly mm. watching the Gilmore Girls because Sarah's never watched it. We're, we're on like season five of seven and the specials at the moment. Um, mm. But we've chewed up Unibomber. That was uh, great. Um, we have. The podcast that never was. Yeah, we haven't done yeah. that. We were going to do it and then we cancelled it. There's a few. There's a few things. Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee is now on Netflix, which is great. Oh, God, what a joy that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, nice to have yeah, sadly one of, Sorry, sadly, one of the best episodes of Comedians and Cars is Louis C.K.'s one. <laughs> it's really it good. Is well, it's not sad. It is on there, Louis C.K.'s. You know, there we go. I I'm still wonder why we're surprised that people who work in the entertainment industry are, are often pervs. But <laughs> we're going, well, it's not as it's not about surprise. Yeah. It's disappointment and yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and shamefulness. That's what it is. But but this um, is a man. It's that, not that everyone's just going. Oh, it's such a shock. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's so. just sad. Yeah. But um, now um, I've been watching a lot of comedians in cars getting coffee. Um, I, I've, I've been watching The Good Place. Oh, brilliant! Me right, too. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, yeah. I, I watched. Uh, so I can't remember if the last time we spoke, I'd finished The Sinner, oh, which uh, yeah. I thought was quite good. Yeah, couldn't stick with that yet, but um, no, no, it's worth sticking with. You know, it's okay. a, it's a mystery that's worth unraveling. I think. Okay. What else have I'm watching? Um, I finished. I polished off Game of Thrones. Good. Good. Oh. I've, I've got to say, I mean, I know you guys did um, Series 7 uh, sort of live episode episode. tweeting, mm. whatever, the, yeah, yeah. whatever the podcast equivalent of live tweeting is. Mm. Um, and uh, I didn't listen to those. I might go back and listen to those because I think mm. uh, the last four episodes of Series 7 are the best four episodes of Game of Thrones I've seen. Oh, big claim. Wow. I think. I think they are very good, although Battle of the Bastards still stands out to me as one of the best episodes of telly. Mm. Yeah, maybe, but the, 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 the one... Because I'd gone a, on a Game of Thrones hiatus. We got three episodes into Series 7, and then we keep... But this keeps happening to us. We find something else that's more interesting, basically, because neither me or Hannah really give a fuck about Game of Thrones. Mm, mm. Um, and then I, I went... I, I had nothing to do. Basically, I'm a single parent at the moment because my wife's on tour with um, with the play. Mm. Uh, Passage to India, by the way. It's on in Salisbury at the moment. Go and see it. Excellent. Um, and uh, uh, so I had nothing to do. I'm just mm. I'm stuck in here evening, so I have, I have nowhere to go and no no, no one to go to. Mm. Um, so I put it back on, and Spoils of War. Suddenly, it was like it just delivered all the stuff I wanted, mm. yeah. which is mainly dragons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's great, but let's not give it anyway, and just say <laughs> it's brilliant. But I ask you both two questions. One, if you were about to get on a spaceship and uh, there was a table, someone set up a trestle table. You were allowed to take one of their box sets. One is The Walking Dead and one is The Game of Thrones. Oh. Which one would you pick and how long would it take you to make the decision, Matthew? Before uh, like before they'd even finished the sentence, as soon as I saw the choice, <laughs> yeah. I would choose The Walking Dead. <laughs> Jamie? Within, within, within seconds of you saying the words... Before Matt had even said anything, I'd choose Game of Thrones. Whoa! Really? Well, I'm in, I'm with Wandless on this. 100% Walking Dead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Game of Thrones. You would choose Walking Dead over Game of Thrones? Yeah. Just, just saying that. Oh, yeah. I'm less than a heartbeat. Are you serious? Game of Thrones. Oh, heartbeat. my word. Okay. Oh, um, my word. In which case, next week, we're going to have a battle episode between Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Um, I... Uh, that's going to be great. Um, oh, you'll, you'll get me angry. To be, to be confirmed. Now, let's get on to the Punisher. So welcome back to um, the Box Set Pod. If you've never listened to it before, uh, we try mm. not to spoil anything. I have watched uh, four or five episodes of the Punisher. Jamie, how much have you watched? Two. And us two newbies uh, will be uh, in the court trying to be persuaded by the lawyer uh, and fan that is Matthew, is that correct? Have you watched it all, Matt? Yeah, I, I watched it and loved it, yeah. Okay, so, so the, there are two, I think, main areas of discussion here. One is Marvel, this versus Marvel World, and Marvel Fatigue that we've discussed a lot, um, yeah, how yeah. complicated Marvel stuff has gotten, all of that. And the second is then Punisher alone, without that context, against everything else that's uh, on offer at the moment. So let's... Well, should we set the scene very briefly? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Matt, go on, set the scene. 
So the, the, the Punisher, uh, a.k.a. Frank Castle, is a former um, United States Marine uh, and Special Forces uh, guy. So yes, sir. Uh, so yes, sir. Um, very much uh, like a sort of tactical specialist uh, and, and a weapon specialist. Really very, very deadly person um, who uh, is hit by a terrible tragedy um, uh, which affects his family and kind of it's never really clear whether he's insane or just driven but he um, he he becomes this uh, sort of force for for morality or what his his own perceived morality and decides to punish uh, criminals in whatever guise he finds them any kind of crime um, and uh, he's a, a big part of the Marvel Universe in the comics and has been in uh, the Daredevil series in the second series of that. And um, it, we, we now get, have his, his fully-fledged uh, storyline for himself, uh, which sees him kind of coming back into uh, New York. Is it New York? Mm, yeah. yeah, it is New York, no, isn't no. it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? No, it is. It is definitely mm. New York, yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's been lying low for a long time, um, but then he's kind of it, it, he's drawn out by this other character called what's his name? Oh, another oh. one you mean the Matrix? It's a computer term. Oh what's his yeah, it's, um, oh, what's it called? Magic. Uh, it is an M, doesn't it? Micro. Yeah. Micro. Micro. That's right. Who um, microchip uh, is is in a similar uh, situation, and um, they kind of form the this. guy from the guy from Girls. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's Marnie's he's, um, crazy Marnie's squeeze, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of form this uh, rough-around-the-edges partnership, which grows throughout the series mm-hmm. uh, in an attempt to help out both of them. Good. Yes, I think that uh, sums it up. Did the Punisher have his own set of um, cartoons, graphic novels? Was he... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. the Punisher had a, a, a comic line called War Journal. Okay. Um, and, and also, he's just... He's probably one of the most frequent crossovers. I think he started in Spider-Man. Mm, really? Um, and in the uh, in in the comics, he's much more of a kind of general um, writer of wrongs kind of thing. He just mm. he he is like anyone who does anything wrong, and he will put them down, whether right. they whether that regardless of what that person's motives are. And he and he's kind of this really unstoppable force for someone who has no superpowers in a world of superpowered people. It came out a couple of months ago, a few months ago in 2017. It's on mm. Netflix, and it's played. Uh, the main character is played by John Berthnell, who is also known as uh, Shane in The Walking Dead. So, so, to be clear, Matt, you have read the comics, have you? No, actually, no. I mean, I've never read any of the Punisher's comics. I just, I, you know, I, I'm not a massive comic book person, but I've read enough to know mm. the basics of, of, of Marvel, kind of in general. Okay. And also, he plays a big part in um, the Civil War series, which is my favourite comic book series. Right. Okay, let's jump straight to um, are we, uh, Jamie and I, currently recommending this to people based on what we've seen so far the answer is no from my corner uh not that i don't like it i'm just not walking around saying i'm just i'm just recommending other things first jamie is that the same case with you yeah i mean i'd say the jury's still out yeah for me but at the same time i kind of want to watch more which is is an interesting position to be in when you kind of 
I don't know yet how I feel about it as a show, whether I'm actually thinking this is good, but mm-hmm. I do know that I want to watch more to find out. Like, it's a good storyline, which I think some of the Marvel... Um, some of the Marvel Daredevil stuff and has lacked a compelling storyline that you really want to follow for a while. And this one is actually, it's for a start anyway. Yeah. It's got me gripped. Well, that's then the yeah. the, the, this versus the Marvel Universe and Marvel Fatigue. It's very refreshing because it it's not throwing us with 500 characters straight away and it's, yeah. does, it isn't expecting us to um, be excited by a cameo from somebody else and no. all of that. And it, it, it's really refreshing that that's not the yeah. case. So it's I actually much wrote slower. Down, I wrote down, I like that it doesn't feel like a, su- like a Marvel superhero baloney. I don't exactly. feel like that. Is, I know that there's characters referenced and there's references from the Daredevil series, series 2 that I don't really get, but um, I don't mind that. But However, it does feel like it's it, independent. Yeah, oh, he definitely. Definitely stands on its own. Really good, really interesting. Yeah. However, I feel like... Now I've, got, I've just got to... I'm not sure if it's episode 4 or 5, but essentially where I've just got up to is when finally the premise has been accepted. What you just described about that character, Matt, he is going to he is going to decide to go out there and punish people who deserve it, right? That decision right. is not actually made <laughs> with microchip until episode four or five. And so yeah. it's almost like my criticism of it is like, oh, it's wonderful that they're taking it slower. It's great that there's not this great confusion of characters. No, it's wonderful that there's not this great confusion of Marvel clusterfuck that we get but on the other hand it's taken them four or five episodes to do what most pilots do in the first episode so are they still trying to eke the franchise out for the sake of it not just giving it because it took me a while to kind of i was starting to go okay these scenes are great the uh the stuff in the construction (coughs) scenes and stuff you know when he's a builder and that um all really good but I've, I feel exhausted by episode 4 or 5 and now I feel like they've gone okay this is what the show's going to be about unfortunately that's where I've pressed pause about 4 weeks ago so I need to get back on it so I suppose my right. two questions are um, one Jamie do you feel that way and then two Matt does it now does the pedal hit the metal now and does it does it improve or speed up or is it is it worth it should I stick with it Jamie are you there are you feeling similar? Um, well, I mean, I'm on two episodes in, and I'm still, I'm still quite enjoying the setup. Mm. I, I do feel like um, it's taking it at a slower pace, but I, I, I like the, like, it's very vital. Like one, one of the notes I made is, it's miserable, and number two, it is extremely violent. Like that, that building site scene mm. where he basically destroys a couple, a few guys. It doesn't spur any of the blood and guts, and I think a camera gets hit with some uh, backsplash. Um, nice trick. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it was one of the first things I thought, like, this is an extremely violent show, one of the most violent superhero things I've seen, which, again, isn't necessarily you know a, a, a bad thing, cause it's showing no. the, Look at Game the of truth of violence. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I'm still very much kind of enjoying watching the, it develop where it's going to go with this sort of this character and this plot so i'm not at the exhausted stage yet no, no. But, but its pace is how long is it taking you to watch those two episodes oh two day i watched one a day last, oh, okay. last couple of days fair enough, fair <laughs> enough then my 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 
sort of point perhaps is its slower pace isn't making me binge it's not it's not making me binge it's kind of making me go slow as well a little bit mm. um matthew what's to come oh, fair enough well a cu- couple of things um did either of you see series two of daredevil yes i'll, I'll tell you this i watched yeah. two episodes of it and then i switched off okay because i because th- i thought series two of daredevil was pretty poor Mm. It was apart, it apart me from off. the stuff with the Punisher, it, which I really yeah. enjoyed. Yeah, and um, I think uh, I mean uh, I can see what you're saying, Howell, um, but I quite like the fact that they uh, kind of tease you with the idea of this guy because because obviously mm. if you, if you've seen what he he does in Daredevil, which you know is the ultra violence kind of stuff. Mm. Um, then you know that that's what he's capable of. So they're working and hard to make you empathize, to sympathize with this situation. No, no, no. I think that they're eking it out because it's like you, you know, you know that there are bad people out there. You want him to go out there and punish, mm. but he's like he's resisting it, and it's because he's he, he's a very interesting character in that sense because he is the most vigilante of the vigilantes. Mm. Like he mm. he he is kind of. Uh, as as a Marvel character, he is so um, willing to be judge, jury, and executioner that I think uh, if you just throw someone straight in there with that, then you don't empathise with them. And I think they needed to build him up as a character who could also be empathetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. First, and and they needed to make you want him to be the Punisher. Yeah. Before they did it, if they'd just thrown him in, I think it might have turned a lot of people off because it's just like, is this just guy who just goes around killing people? Yeah. And that's another thing that makes him unique in that kind of superhero universe is he does kill. Mm. And um, yes, m- most everyone else in, in, in that kind of genre, uh, you know, knocks people out and puts them in prison. He doesn't bother with that because, you know, he, he's against that whole thing. He thinks the justice system has failed. Mm. And, uh, and, and and you know he's been failed by it um so yeah i th- I, th- I think the way they did that was i think it was correct mm. to to make the series work as well as it did but i will say that you are about maybe an episode or two from it getting fucking crazy nuts okay okay <laughs> and like, by the end honestly i was like whoa shit. yeah the, the the last couple the last couple of episodes deliver and and this this is why i think it, it's definitely the best marvel series that there's been Ooh. um because it's the only one i've seen which sustains its storyline and it's kind of and it's and my interest throughout uh i i think uh I, my movie that's not entirely true i think every single Marvel series could stand to lose at least one episode. Wow. And most of them could stand to lose three or four. And this, I think, could make maybe one or half an episode. There's, there's, like, there's like a little bit of fluff in there, but not a lot. And, wow. I'm, yeah. I, I, and I'm into all of it. Like I, I, yeah. they, they've got good people in every role, which is really unusual. They've got the chap from Westworld. They've got, um, I can't remember the name of the lead actress amber something i think her name is who i was really she she took an episode to win me over but actually i think she's one of the best kind of because she's she's both an antagonist and a uh protagonist as well it's like you're on her side but you're not she's a really well-placed character paul schultz as well from um, paul schultz yeah yeah what a treat uh from nurse jackie um, great 
Nurse Jackie, The Sopranos, mm. uh, and m- my first love, Twenty Four. Yeah. Uh, where he, he'll always be Ryan Chappelle to me. Oh my God, he's uh, Ryan Chappelle. Do you know that's that's Ryan that? Chappelle, that man. penny has never dropped for me. Oh, I watched Twenty Four first, then Nurse Jackie, and now this, and uh, that's great. Yes, he is less Paul Schultz to me than he is Ryan Chappelle. Oh, and he's that's in how suits, strongly that character way. resonates for me. Yeah, watching Jack Bauer. Um, execute him it's just yeah, like it's one yeah. of the best moments of tv <laughs> in an otherwise uh you know fallen great series 24 well, but um yeah so the, the 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 story for this really sustains itself throughout and i, I the whole well, kind of government thing is is really interesting um and also the way it talks about uh soldiers and, and how we look after yeah, our veterans of all that is very interesting yeah. yeah, no, that that was good stuff. I did like that. I, I think the biggest compliment I can pay it is that if you hadn't told me it was Marvel, I wouldn't have known it. it <laughs> and and that's a, for me, I really think that's a good thing. I think that it feels more like an '80s B movie that should have Charles Bronson in it. it it's very kind of uh, um, violent and vengeful and angry. Mm. And I know I noticed that the uh, producer behind it is a, a guy called uh, Steve Lightfoot who worked on. Hannibal, which was cancelled, but it was a very oh. gruesome and a very like uncompromising version of the TV TV version of Hannibal Lecter. And he also worked on Narcos, and I think he's got that depth of, you know, he's not afraid to like pull the punches within the show. He 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 gives it, you know, there's no compromises made for the Marvel universe with this show. And that's mm. that that's what I'm liking about it. Great. Yeah. Well, I'm sold. Um, I, I literally can don't. I give you one criticism though? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, it's early days. I know I'm prob- you probably disagree here, but John Bernthal is a good casting mm-hmm. as the Punisher. I agree, but mm-hmm. he's very one-dimensional oh. in a lot of ways. Well, he you're very, plays. I think you're right about that. He he has presence. He has a great presence, which makes him a, a, a very strong physical presence. But he can only really do the brooding hard man thing and. And he does it in a lot of things, not just this, but... That's what he uh, is, watched, isn't it? That's yeah. pretty much what he is, I think. And He um, does it in Fury, in the film Fury. He does it in, of course, Walking Dead. He does it in... Uh, I watched uh, Baby Driver, the film, which is brilliant. Yeah, Kevin Space is awesome in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, but, yeah, he's, he plays... You love brooding, Baby Driver? I think Baby so Driver is oh, amazing. I think it's one of the, what is wrong think, with you, Buzz? What I think it's one of the best films I've seen, oh, along with Get God. Out. We are, and Get how many out. films have you oh. seen in the last year? Not many. No, you haven't. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dreadful. Baby Driver was great. Yeah. Um, but No, I, I think I agree with you about John, John Bernthal, but I, I would say that this is actually like perfect casting for him because mm. that is literally all he has to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and, I, and I think um, he, he he does the kind of uh, strong, silent type very well. Like he he, he reminds he reminds me of a friend of mine at university who um, we we always used to say was uh, was mysterious. That's what he, that's what we said to was his allure um, for like um, uh, meeting women, that kind of thing. And you can see like when. When he's around uh, Micro's wife, you can understand why she kind of um, is drawn to him because he's just so <laughs> humble. But you can sense his kind of uh, overwhelming like power 
and charisma as well. You can smell uh, the so pheromones. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's so masculine. Mm. Yeah, and you know, like you yeah. feel like he could fix anything, or he could beat anyone up. You know, these kind of horrible male stereotype things. But yeah. he's just he just oozes it so much. But also, he does it in a very understated way. Like he doesn't show off. He'll never he'll never make a big show of anything. Mm. He's just there. He's just there. It's just quietly understated. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to tell you who I can do it, but I definitely, definitely can. Okay. And, uh, I, I think he plays it perfectly. I think yeah. Mm. I, I mean, um, I'll take Jamie's point, and uh, I, I agree with everything you've said, Matt. And I think this this is good. I, I'm sold. I'm going to carry on watching it. But I'll just say, as an interesting step back, it's 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 interesting that it does take. It, by its nature it has to take longer to set up the premise for the reason that Matt has explained the flip side is are we now in uh, are we ready for something that doesn't have to give us super serious um, emotional backstory are we ready again for a comic that is just some meathead and should should Burnthal be the guy to play it a meathead bursts on screen and we just watch and enjoy people beating the shit out of each other are we ready to go from Christopher Nolan back to um, uh, Tim Burton in terms of Batman that's what I'm asking I don't understand the question are we ready to go to a more comic book simplistic thing we're obsessed with um, with the super realistic slash naturalistic heart wrenching reasoning behind stuff yeah. Um, All right, which, I, I get the question, but I don't understand its relevance. Uh, what do you mean you don't understand its relevance? Just well, why do we have cold. to be ready to go to something different? Well, I, I think it'd be interesting if something like this pops up. Uh, I am I'm being a futurologist of box sets. I'm wondering oh, I if see. the well, next like thing if, if, that happens... If the next net Daredevil series comes out, are we going to be able to deal with that instead? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, um, are we ready? Because Daredevil's the same. Daredevil tries to uh, give us lots of heart and um, darkness and realism and stuff. Right, yeah. The Nolan effect, even if it is a bit more comic strip uh, than this. But um, do, we, do, do you think somebody is going to revert back to something that is wow, blam, bap, like original... <sighs> Well, West Batman. Well, no, I don't think that'll happen. But I would refer you to Thor Ragnarok, which, if you haven't seen, you should absolutely see. I haven't. No, it is such. I mean, if if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, and you haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, oh yeah, and you're feeling disenfranchised by Marvel, and you're feeling uh, annoyed and kind of turned off by the whole comic book uh, extravaganza go and watch those movies i'll tell you what's interesting i watched um... and in fact go and watch spider-man homecoming as well oh okay thinking me bob uh guardians of the galaxy first time i watched it i thought it was rubbish and then i watched it again recently and really enjoyed it yeah Funny me too actually i didn't like it when i first saw it but baby driver it did you guys watch baby driver in the cinema or on tv on tv I watched it on the plane yeah, I think there's something about the big screen. That film, Sarah and I were unanimous in walking out of that and going, oh, what a... I've never seen anything trying so hard to be cool in my oh, life. Well, it, definitely, oh. it definitely was trying hard to be yeah. cool, but it's yeah. not cool. It, it pulled it off in space. No. Maybe on the that small car, screen. That car chase at the start of the film. Did you not enjoy yeah. the car chase at the start of the film? Yes. 
first three minutes. Well, yeah. But then what was your problem with the rest of it? I don't think he was cool. I think oh. it was like, yeah, it was just. Anyway, that's another podcast. What? But I, I, the only excuse I can think of is that it's um, on the big screen. There was, it was very. You saw every muscle movement of everybody, and it all just felt a little bit. It was just trying very hard. Old film oh, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good thriller, like comic, but it was also like Jamie Foxx was amazing in it. I thought him and yeah. John Hamm were. It was just, I just really thought it was a really fast paced, didn't feel anything, brilliant comic thriller. Yeah, but yeah, all, the, all the stuff everything the, about it, all the stuff in the diner and everything, which is supposed to be making you feel like you did when you watch something like Pulp Fiction or or classic Hollywood movies. It, it didn't make me feel anything. It didn't make me feel I didn't, I, for the. I didn't. I didn't story. think it was trying to make me feel those things though. I, I just thought it was trying to be. Copy uh, uh, it, it was trying to get into his head, the head of the protagonist, who's very much musically sees the world through music, doesn't he? And I think that yeah. was just the the take it had. I think Edgar and Wright I, and would also, want you to like, feel, feel. I'm not getting riled up by this because I'm now after what a year and a bit of doing these shows. I am no longer feeling any necessity to make Howell agree with me. I'm very happy ah, to be on the other side of the fence that. from Howell. You've, got, you've done it. You've done it, Matt. Hello. Welcome. I feel like I'm, if, if, if I'm on the other side of the argument from Howell, mm. I'm probably in the right place. Just something about the way Matt says that. It just, it just sounds like he's trying to prove something to me. I can't work out what it is. Um, yeah. Well, you know, 93% of people on Rotten Tomatoes agree with you two. But, yeah, um, there you go. But there you go. Um, although, you know, the audience score is 86%, so I'm I'm obviously close to the common man, whereas you two are more like the critics who love it. If you know, we're so 86 much. is actually a very good percentage, Howell. Oh, here yeah. we go. This is a perfect review. By, oh, here we go. Uh, uh, I don't want to hear some of how old you. It's, no, no, it's no, unimportant. No. I know, I, I think it'll agree with both of what we've both just said. At its best, it affects us like an adrenaline mixed with laughing gas. But when baby what driver, I love about this is knowing that while we're talking, Howell is not listening. He, no, I am listening. Scouring the internet. Took me one for second. contrary opinions. Took me one second. <laughs> well, this um, takes me back to the episode of the Walking Dead podcast we were doing, where uh, we were talking for a while, and Howell's going, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and then suddenly pulls out like a section of a podcast from a couple of weeks ago which he's clearly been scouring while we were talking well yeah you you don't understand the number of uh, pieces of evidence I've got ready for any conversation with you Matt already lined up uh, I've got reviews here of Pulp Fiction just in case you didn't like that um, loved it what? yeah that was good <laughs> That was good. Baby driver, however. Sorry, Edgar, you've lost it. Um, let's uh, let's end there and um, say that I, think, I will continue I think, to watch The Punisher. Yeah, I, I would say that, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't say at the moment, Matt, that I'm going, wow, this is great. I'm just going, yeah. I'm still interested. It's got me interested, which is enough at the moment yeah. for a Marvel product. Yeah. I tell you what, one thing actually I should say against it is that the subplot kind of I feel like they could have addressed the subplot quicker um, right. and it ends up taking up too much time because in the end it becomes a footnote as well so is it, it am I right I think in the subplot is the whole investigation that the um, that the FBI they're looking at this Afghanistan situation. no that's the main plot this, oh, what's the, the, what's the, the, the subplot, subplot is the um, 
is the the kid in the um the veterans group oh right oh, i yes. haven't oh, i haven't got some that you, you wouldn't have got that far yeah yeah okay, yeah. okay. um well, look, I, I really will carry on with it, but to understand my perspective on everything and why you, it's perfectly fine for you to disagree with me, Matt, forever, is that the first time I saw a Christopher Nolan Batman, I and oh, Jonathan Ross, we go. who b- agreed with me in person, oh. both thought that it just needed to get the fuck on with it. Come on, Christopher, move it along. It's supposed to be a comic. Let's enjoy ourselves. Come on. I don't care what he had for breakfast. Have you ever read any comics? No, but Jonathan Ross no. has, and he agreed yeah. with me. So Actually, yeah, his wife writes a lot of really good comics. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good backup to have, saying Jonathan agrees with me. Um, I, did, I didn't love Batman Begins when I first saw it. Didn't love The Dark Knight either when I first saw it. But now I've watched them a couple of times it, more. I really we, like them. We did need it. The world needed it. Comics, comic book films had got ridiculous, and it was lovely to see an exploration into stuff. It was just hey. it didn't need to be three hours every time. And I feel a little bit like that about the beginning of the Punisher. Like, make me. Comic book films hadn't done anything by the time The Dark Knight and Batman Begins came out. What? You what, you'd never seen, seen a Batman film before Christopher Nolan? Well, those were the only ones, though. It's not like there were loads of comic book films out yeah. there. They've all happened. Yeah, no post- one had ever no. heard of fucking Batman until Christopher Nolan did it. You're absolutely right, Matt. No, I'm saying that there were only a couple of franchises out there, whereas now there's all of them. I know, and they've all taken Nolan's mantle in one way or another. But they haven't, though. You haven't, I mean, what was the last Marvel film you watched? Oh, God. I've watched them all apart from, like, the last three. I always well, yeah, this one. I'm saying the last three have really gone in. Um, they haven't gone in a new direction, but I think that, that, that there's no humour in the Batman in the Nolan films. There's none. None. There's like a none. tiny little smirk from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's all you get to hang your hat on for yeah, humour. Exactly. Um, and maybe a Michael Caine zinger. But the, mm. the, 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 the Marvel films, and this is what they have that separates them, in my opinion, from the Warner Brothers disasters. Yeah. Uh, of the of DC is that they that they're willing to be a little bit more subversive and yeah. uh, no like, well, I, I you're just saying what I've already night. said, Matt. There's no point. You're just wasting our time now. Christopher Nolan changed <sighs> the perspective on comics, which didn't exist according to you before Christopher Nolan. But everybody started to realise that you could film comics in a in a much better story, in a much better way than that pappy old Adam Westway. I just miss I'm saying that. that they're not like the Christopher Nolan films. Well, I think they're they've inspired taken, by. I think they're. I yes, think, they've taken the good bits, but they've moved mm, it on. They've moved yeah. it on again, and they and they brought in some of the levity that you're talking about. Speaking of Michael Caine, uh, my generation is out around about now. It's coming out, coming to a cinema near you. Watch it. It's a Michael Caine do- uh, Michael Caine documentary. It's edited by our friend and colleague Ben Hilton. Oh yeah. And if you sit in the cinema for long enough, when it gets to the thank you credits, you will see my name. My name. Why are you being thanked? Because I helped. Wasn't in it. Because <laughs> you left Ben alone. This yeah. is why I uh, got to go to London premiere and sit very near, at least six seats away from Joan Collins and Michael Kay. Really? Yeah, there I am, up in lights, 
Yeah, it's me, Matthew Vaughan, and uh, Michael Caine's daughter who get thanked in the thank yous. How about that? You just wow. got to sit for at least 15 minutes of credits before you see it. And there it is. I probably won't watch it, but I mean, when, if it's available on DVD, I will. Or you, you really online. should go and see it. It's brilliant. It's it, it, not just that, like Ben edited this, but whether Ben edited it or not, this is one of the most. It's just in terms of a feat of editing, it's unbelievable. It's basically a film that makes you feel like you are in the sixties, and it's 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 like two hours of just footage from the 60s and it's all been edited and it seems to cut every 10 seconds it's like Baz Luhrmann on 60s acid and that's largely down to Ben and that was nice. a new, uh, I can't remember who said that New York Times or someone but it, uh, about Baz Luhrmann and it's down to Ben and he deserves great accolades for it so look out you for it I mean the reason I won't watch it though is because I don't go to the cinema anymore mm, unless uh, right. we get child minders in so no offence to Ben or anything you know, no, it's just no. not going to happen no. um, anyway, right. uh, so, so we, we, we're done here right we're done here right um, if you want us to poor Jamie's just been wanting to go and have dinner for the last half hour <laughs> oh, me too me too um, if you want us to talk about something this year on the box set pod why don't you tell us uh, it could even be a debate like Walking Dead versus Game of Thrones. Um, anything you want to talk about, pop us an email, studio at theboxsetpod.com or follow us on Twitter, studio, uh, The Box Set Pod. Simple. Thank you for listening, as usual. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. See you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.